0: hello i'm eagle eagle gardens eagle gardens one on instagram and this is fucking talking shit with eagle episode 627 how you guys doing tonight hopefully you guys have had a great saturday i've had a pretty good day myself looking forward to catching up with this gentleman atg or otherwise known as aaron the grower how you doing my friend you want to tell
1: him how you're doing and of course Way they can find you. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you, Eagle. Yes, I'm doing great, man. Um, I took a nap today to make sure I did this and, and was alive for it because usually I'm a, I'm an early sleep kind of guy, an early rise kind of guy. But I am Aaron the Grower. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, ATGAkers.com, ATGAkers on Instagram. And uh, shoot, anybody can shoot me an email or DM if they have any questions.
2: Right on, man. Well, I'm looking forward to catching up with you, man. Since the last time
0: I seen you, a lot has uh happened for sure. Uh definitely living the dream. Now I wouldn't say it's an easy one, but uh a very commendable or admirable one for sure.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that is very well said, man. I appreciate the the kind words. Um it's a lot of hard work, you know. I, I basically just spent <clears throat> six months with my head down and, and didn't you know didn't socialize just just worked my ass off and and uh got this place built and you know that's there's a lot of pride in that right and I I I built this everything from the you know basically other than the metal building that the grow is in um I built all the walls you know I hung the rafters I hung you know put the lights together and hung them and the dehumidifiers and the mini splits that was a hell of a project installing mini splits is something you got to kind of know hvac a little bit but then you got to really like know you got to it's it's basically one tier short of building a house man it's challenging but i got two three of them put in one of them i had to call a tech for because not a diy anyway (laughs) that's a long story but uh you know the, the cool part of it is is that uh yeah I pretty much built this by myself and, uh, with the help of a, you know, on and off my wife and, uh, a friend or two and, um, culmination of, you know, 16, 15, 16 years of growing and, and, uh, just, just slaving away for, for maybe for other people and, you know, not, not necessarily following my exact dreams, just, just paying my dues as they say to, to, get in the game. And, and now here I am at the, um, what I mean, you, you know, you might call this the beginning of something, but it really is sort of the end of something too. Um, you know, been an outdoor grower in California for like 10 years and, um, growing, going back to indoor now is, is really something bizarre. You know, I've got these LEDs hanging that are like walking into a spaceship and, you know, I'm used to these hot buzzing, hps is you know it's like a thousand degrees in that room it's humid and it's like that's old school and now it's like man everything's just dialed in now i got all this technology to do everything for me and but it wasn't uh wasn't cheap you know my wife and i put our entire life savings into everything we've done um haven't taken on any investors um so we're pretty proud of that um and uh that's what's going on with me in general um and I'd love to fill you in on all kinds of little details and stuff like that. Um, you've been crushing it, dude. I saw you did like a, it's like 20 hours on 420 or something like that.
0: I think it was a little more than, a little more than, I think it was in the end more towards like probably 28, something like that.
1: What? Oh <laughs>
0: goodness. It was kind of funny because uh, at one point, I had, Duke Diamond was on right around, you know, the, the finish line there. And he's like, well, you know, when would you start this? And I'm like, well, last night at 1130. And he's like, and I think it was like 1230 at that point. And he's like, well, don't you think you've kind of like hit the mark? And I'm like, well,
1: <laughs> still still up. I'm still, you know, still here. Fuck it. <laughs> you're a savage man you're you're the biggest youtube beast i know <laughs> you're, you just kill it you just kill it
0: well, i appreciate
1: that man but i got i do
0: and i got a ton of respect for you man i've been watching you on instagram and what you're uh what you've been got going over there Basically, carving that land out from scratch and fucking making your way. And man, what not letting anybody in, doing it on your own, I, you know, that shit's tough, man. Taking the whole dream out of your pocket and not necessarily letting anybody in. That can be very tough mentally, physically, <laughs> all the way around. But, man, again, another point where I'm super admirable about, man, because that can, you know, that can hinder the green. We've seen that happen throughout anybody that's wanting to take on, like, a, a large role. You know what I mean? We've seen it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Absolutely, Over. dude. That You know, quality always takes a shit in the bed when uh, when people go too big. And that's why for me, literally, when I when I was like, all right, how big do I want this grow to be? I thought, OK, what's the maximum amount that I by myself can handle? In other words, like, you know, if I need to thin thin a room, let's say, and I want to do a heavy thinning, how long is that going to take me? Well, it's probably going to take me eight hours to do about 600 square feet if I'm doing a really good job and um, and so that's the size that's the size of the room that I made because that's what I know I can do by myself so this is like the maximum amount I can handle by myself so my plan and and sort of expanding and keeping quality because that's important when you, you know you want to you want to grow your business and you also want to maintain your quality so for me that means finding someone who has a passion for the craft like I do and but maybe doesn't have very much experience um that that wants to learn and and can can kind of like do it in the same vein that i would um you know and eventually that's how i would expand is is you put the faith in another person not in some sort of business model you teach somebody your ways and then you pass you pass that torch on in that way um so that that's how that's my plan with expansion you know it's it's, it seems really easy, right? It's like, just, just do it the right way. Just, just train somebody and, and do it the way that you would do it. And then, you know, you're not corporatizing anything. And, and, and this person then is benefiting. So like, I, I brought a guy in when I started my business here in Oklahoma, you, you have to be a resident. And I, I was just shy. I'd bought my land a year and a half before the, uh, the license was, was getting finished and you needed a two-year uh, residency to, to to qualify. So I brought in a friend here in Oklahoma, and um, and that's just one of the ways that I like to to you know build other people up. So my buddy is is um, he's a business partner with me now. He owns a large portion of my business because that is you know how I felt the the proper way to to go go about uh, getting involved in Oklahoma. But he, uh, you know, he's not involved financially, he didn't put a dollar forward, Um, I gave him a large portion of my business, simply for being a part of my business and an Oklahoma resident, Um, you know, so bringing up others in the community in this in this way that sort of sounds like a franchise, but it's, it's actually more, uh, more of a community.
2: I think that's pretty awesome as well, man. Uh, you know, teach a man to fish, teach one to each one teach
0: one type of thing. Uh, and plus, that gives them more heart, you know, in what they're doing, you know what I mean? It's about their greater good as well. So I can see that working all the way around for both.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's the plan, man. And, you know, that's part of why I like jumping on your show and cheap home grow because it allows me to connect with people and pay back. You know, when I was a beginner grower, I depended on so many different resources and um, you know, everybody, every, everybody has their own perspective on growing, you know, even down to the, some of the best growers in the world grow, we totally differently. And, um, and when I learned that, I learned that, you know, everybody can teach, the way that they grow the weed and maybe help somebody along their path. And so this is, this is why I feel that, you know, you, you might think that I'm doing something great, but I, I really feel like, you know, you put in this, this basically pro bono work. You're just here on YouTube working your ass off and, um, and you're doing, I mean, in my mind, this is, this is some of the biggest advocacy work because I mean, just, somebody today reached out and said, Oh, when are you going to be on cheap home grow? I'm like, actually I'm being on, I'm going to be on fucking talking shit with Eagle tonight. So, you know, expanding that audience, teaching new people, man, that's, it just, it's everything. And in the process, you know, trying to, to remain humble and learn. So, you know, that's what I do too, is, is I I try to absorb from the people that, that are really just crushing it, like poetry of plants and, Russ Brandon and, and you know guys
2: like that. Some very admirable folks for sure. How uh,
0: how has taking on Oklahoma been uh, as far as our environment and all that? You said going from outdoors into in is quite the swing all itself, but to change up different lightings like you said, to go from, you know, the sun to LED, the double-ended fixtures there, you know, it, it there's a little bit of a learning curve there. How, how has all that uh, been so far?
1: <clears throat> so far, I've been pretty lucky. I did, uh, when I first got my LEDs, I turned them up way too bright, and and so I learned that, that these lights are crazy bright, and with LEDs, you just you can't, it's, it's, it's the the hard part is that there is a max in the, in the old days when we ran those thousand waters on um, the, the high pressure sodium um, thousand waters. And a lot of people still do. There's not, it's not old days. Now they're dual ended. They used to be single ended, but uh, they were, uh, uh, no oh shit. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, let me take a boner. What was I saying? Something about, <laughs>
0: different types of lighting and how you're uh, you're acclimating indoors.
2: Oh, that's right. You don't have to run them as high.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So you're running these lights and you're trying to pump them as hard as you can. And you're going to put them as close to the canopy as you can. Dude, these lights, I got them at 70%. They're up on the freaking ceiling. And it's just they're chilling. The plants are happy and it's, you know, I'm running like the upper four hundreds on the micro. It's a brand new ball game, but there's a cap, right? So with the LEDs and all that, you got to be careful because you're playing in the optimum and upper levels of what the plant is capable of and what your soil is capable of. So if your nutrition isn't dialed in those lights will beat the hell out of your plants. Um, and, and vice versa. Right. Like, and so, so you gotta be careful. So when I first put those lights up, it was just blasting my plants. I got these, this leaf curl, everything was just squatting down. So I turned them way down and they just bounced right back. Got big old leaves and, and I just been cranking it up ever since just cranking, cranking it up, cranking it up. Shout out to the chat. I do see you all, I got the little uh, I got the little dual screen here. So um, I can take questions here and, and all that. I, uh, I can cross my eyes, dot my T's. Right on. So, it, you know,
0: it is a little bit of a swing growing uh, under the new LADs. I think they are quite powerful. And like, as you said, man, they are definitely pushing the plants harder than indoors than we ever have pushed them which makes me kind of wonder about a lot of things if there isn't kind of like you said uh, too much uh line basically you know i think uh uh Lost initially tried to warn us about that when he was preaching the daily light Interpol type thing and i think that's very true man i've been listening to uh Uh, Probably say his name wrong, but uh, Joe Petty, uh, which is an old, old school grower. And he's trying to beat the drum of, you know, uh, we're fucked up, man. You know, we've been taught to push these plants for more. Well, I think in some aspects, he's right and he's wrong, basically. He's talking that, uh, you know, we've been duped, you know, telling on ourselves well using way too much electricity overusing our equipment and fucking giving ourselves away you know burning into the later night hours you know with bright lights um when it's unneeded you know photo period is more da- daily light integral and i don't i think he's right man i don't i think now that we have these more intense light we should be thinking about pulling not not just pulling the power of the lights down, but the time of the lights down as well. I just don't think it's needed. I think maybe back in the day, it wasn't such much a PSYOP operation as he makes it out to be. But I just think at that point, we just didn't understand, you know, the weaker lights and maybe it did take a little bit more longer time to equal what the plant needed in that number. But, uh, I think we're there nowadays.
1: Definitely, I would 100% agree. Yeah, it's uh, we've come a long way in lighting, and I was basically growing outdoor that whole time that 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 the whole lighting evolution was going on. I was like not paying attention at all, and then uh, I had to I had to had to get the old uh, gears cranking for that one because it, it was. I mean, we we planned for like a year for for what kind of lights and how we were going to set them up and all that. Um, Puffy grows in the chat asks, how do I like Oklahoma I love Oklahoma I was meant for this state it was it's the absolute best state in the in the country no offense to any any other states I've lived in a few other states and um, and I absolutely love Oklahoma um, it's just super free you know you, you can kind of do whatever you want it's also the only state as far as I know of that you can own a gun and a cannabis patient license. In fact, when I t- when the OMMA inspectors were here, he goes, you're required to have some sort of security, right? Like door locks and cameras and stuff like that. So I, he's like, what kind of uh, security do you have? And I'm like, oh, I got door locks and guns. And he's like, check, good to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. All in itself, hell yeah. Uh,
1: Just freedom, you know?
0: so uh, coming from the outdoors in there's always been that age-old you know argument that outdoor is so much better than the indoor there so uh, how are you on that side of the fence now that you're on
1: the indoor
0: side of things
1: (laughs) oh man I guess I'm gonna ride both sides of the fence for that one right but you know I still want to grow outdoor. I still love outdoor weed. Dude, I'm smoking outdoor weed right now from last year. This is uh, some Baja blast from, from last year's outdoor in California. Um, yeah, this is what I like smoking. I love flavor, but this is what I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to bring that flavor from outside inside. I, what I really want to see a version of this I want to see a, the exact thing, but in, in lighter green or, or it's disappearing. But, yeah. You
2: know what I mean? I do. I do.
0: And I've honestly put a lot of thought into the indoor versus outdoor argument, to be honest with you. And I'd like to run my thought about it by you as an outdoor grower and see what you think. See, basically, uh, I think that the argument for the outdoor, the quality outdoor, there's a lot of factors, of course, a beautiful sun, the out- stressors of the outdoors, and the natural stressors. But I think one thing that uh, varies from the indoor from the outdoor is on the indoor, most growers try to harvest or plan things by the calendar, number of days when you're outdoors you're letting it grow as long as possible you're grateful for every extension of the day you know what i mean so you're letting the plant more fully ripen out go through as much synesis as possible and to where the indoor grower don't do that you know what i mean or that's their mistake i think a lot of their them that's where they make their mistake it's not letting the bud go through the ripening stage you know they pull a little bit too soon so what's your thoughts on that my am I, my am I close or no
1: i think you're you you filled out half of the puzzle and you're dead on i think that it is that's that's like the mcdonaldization of the industry right it's like We have to flip this run in nine weeks, no matter what. Okay. But the trikes are all clear. It doesn't matter. You know, like that's the shit that, that turns good weed bad. Um, I think you're hundred percent right. And then I think the other half of that coin is man, you know, this is speculation hundred percent, but coming from outdoor, I would say that there is, there are, I mean, we are still discovering so much about the physics and the quantum physics of electrons right like what is actually happening with with photons and electrons when they're traveling and and hitting our plant or not hitting our plant all kinds of stuff so i think this might sound crazy but i think that we're going to discover some scientists will discover something in like you know 20 years where they're like, there's the secret photon or something, right? They're going to call it the, the secret photon. It's going to be a, uh, something that, that light, indoor lights can't give or haven't discovered how to give yet. That's the other half. That's my, that's my input. Yours is more realistic. Mine's like way out there. <laughs>
2: No, no. I think there's. I think there's something to that.
0: I think there's something to that. 100%. I think uh, maybe it's. It could be spectrum. You know, Uh, even that we can put like a digital eye to it. We know that you know we can only see so much, or you know what is visible. So we can only make judgment on what we can actually see and are necessarily. Measure so there could be, you know, something out there as far as spectrum or whatnot being, uh, well, something we're missing. I like that Kevin jodry at one point kind of put it to, uh, there's almost like information in the plant in the light, you know what I mean? There's something else coming with in in that light spectrum, not just
1: light, you know what I mean? Information like packet. Sound.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. I've heard that expression information that, that photons are information. Actually, that DNA is information packets that that basically every everything that exists is, is an information packet and it it transmits, you know, via whatever spectrum it does. And just because we can't measure that spectrum or don't have a scale to measure that spectrum doesn't mean that that doesn't exist, you know.
0: So what are you smoking on tonight? Did you? I think you did. You just told me, didn't you? Yeah, the outdoor it's a, from last year.
1: Yeah, it's the Baja Blast. I'll show you again. It's it's pretty nice. This is a this is I popped ten seeds and I kept three females for for uh, outdoor last year, and they're from uh, Creature Ravine Gardens. So it's Baja Blast. I think it's like a lime crush. Ah oh, crap! I can't remember. I don't remember such, such shit. But anyway, it's delicious. It it, it tastes just like well, this fino you know, not so much. This fino is just bulky and dense and had nice bag appeal, but the other two tasted like one of them tasted like straight lemons, and then the other one tasted like the actual soda, the Baja Blast soda from Taco Bell. It was delicious.
2: That sounds fucking delicious. The Baja Blast. How thanks for that shout out that
1: john I uh, appreciate that i see the, the chat lighting up about um plant packers and the website that's dope man i appreciate all the support let me take that opportunity real quick and tell you all about um the plant packers so did i have plant packers last time i was on the show probably did i okay it was, yeah, either, yeah, it was right around there. Please then. do. I don't know, but uh, it's just you know, just a quick shameless plug is is that it's a uh, it's an easy way to ship your plants. There's a there's a link for it in the chat there, and um, it's uh, you can ship live plants. And I, I actually designed it to get my genetics to Oklahoma, so I you know I used this for 96 or 98 plants or something like that. And, um, I didn't have any dye. So, and, and since then I've created that product, many people have purchased it and they've all, I haven't had any negative feedback. I have had some suggestions and I've actually modified the product a little bit. Um, I've softened the, uh, the edge where you place the clone down in. So it doesn't necessarily want to dig into the side of your clone. Um, and, but you know, it's just, just, uh, Different things to, to generate, you know, income for the family and and backup plans. And you know, if something doesn't work out. You know, always got something else going on.
2: And had to, did you do
0: your little happy dance when they said that uh, when the announcement for ship Clones uh, and Siege? I would have been on this, uh, on the IG all
1: day long. Buy it now, <laughs> buy now, ship. <laughs> you know, I tried to. Uh, I've tried to reach out to a couple of nurseries and stuff. The only problem is everybody wants to design their own packaging because it's it's super easy to have this really cheap thin plastic made to, to mold, like mold made to, to, to fit your clones and stuff like that. And you can have individual clones and that's what people want to sell one clone at a time. Mine fits three to six. So it's more about shipping clones to your friends and stuff like that. Um, but I am working on a design where it's, it's a more sturdy single version. Um, it's just going to take time and money to, to create that. But what was I going to say about that? But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it was created as an alternative for that overbuilt um, clone shipper um, that is like 30 bucks a pop. And it's like, it's got all these freaking pieces and you know, it's just sort of silly. And the light is whack. The light is super whack. So I wanted to get a really good light that like, no matter what would just, you know, these little things that keep your plants happy and transport and helps. Uh, not to mention the warmth that comes off of that light. That's going to help you know in, in cold weather to keep that package warm. Um, and then that's why also why I recommend living soil shipping and plant pack plant packers and living soil because you know it's added warmth, carbon dioxide. So yeah. Um, also, uh, I'll give everybody that's watching this um, a ten percent discount. Just shoot me a DM or an email, and I will give you the discount code personally. So do that, and I will do that for you. And you too, Eagle. Actually, you, just let me know when you need them, dude. I'm fucking, I got you, bro. Appreciate
0: that. So, but again, things have changed a little bit now, though. I mean, back then when it was playing Packard, the dream, you know, earn a little bit, of cash, help buddies, ship some shit. But now, now, you could fucking actually hack them with genetics.
1: You're right, but here's the thing, them. bro.
0: I would, and if you do that, will you call it? Will you call it this name? You can call it Plant Packer Medicine Cabinet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of perfect, right, <laughs> dude? You know, it's just what sucks is. Uh, I have all, dude, I've been an outlaw my whole life. Be completely honest with you, right? I've been growing weed my whole, like, fucking since I was 14 years old. And now that I'm in Oklahoma and I'm doing shit legally, I'm so scared to fuck around with anything that could get us in trouble, even if it means that I'm not just, you know, obviously I could ship clones and not get arrested, but I'm still risking, like, my business license. So we are looking into a hemp license to be able to ship genetics to other licensed hemp farms, but that would be different from our cannabis business. It would be like a nursery business. That's it's for hemp. We sell clones and stuff like that. But um, I just don't want to do anything to jeopardize the uh, the legal business and you know my family safety and shit like that. Can't have the risk of raids anymore, man. Before I left California fucked up shit such fucked up shit dude i had to move my my wife and daughter to their to to her mother's house because they were doing raids in my county after they had said you can go ahead and plant right okay they said go ahead and plant your garden 600 square feet we plant our garden and then in on may 5th halfway through spring They say, oh, you can only have six plants. Well, I went, okay, well, we got to eat, so fuck that. So you guys go to, you know, your mom's house, so you stay there, and I'm going to fucking do what I do here. So I stayed up in the mountains, and I, you know, and that wasn't the first time I've done some crazy shit like that, but that was the first time having a kid doing some shit like that, and um, just fucking you know, bit my nails and got through it, got through this harvest. This is, this is that harvest actually, wait, was it? No, it was the harvest before that it was the harvest before that I, this was from six giant plants. So I ended up bending over and, t- and doing it and drawing six monster plants the next run. But nonetheless, the run before that was, was, uh, had to be totally outlawed and fucking crazy. It's like, it's just fucked up what they're doing to people out there. You know, people think that growing weed in California is legal. Yeah. Well, growing a little bit of weed is legal in some places, but for the most part, you're just subject to buying weed in the dispensaries and it's mostly
2: trash. You know, that's one thing I could never understand, man. California was one of
0: the first places to get the ball rolling and never could fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? To this day, the whole state can't fucking agree on common laws and fucking one system.
1: You would think they would be the model by now. It's why I moved to California from Florida fucking 11 or so. Oh God, I don't know. 2000 and 2011. So it was 11 years ago. I moved from Florida to California because I well, I had I had big green plants in my in my you know my hearts in my eyes but they're good big green plants not hearts "Ah, i want to grow so you know i moved to california to grow plants actually i moved to also go to school and shit but i i I bailed on my phd after six months i I was growing and doing my phd and i bailed on my phd and so I, i think i've told you that story before but um just fucking just love growing and and done it for a long time and and it drove me out of California, it drove me to California and it drove me out of California. But so far, Oklahoma is doing it the the right way. You know, they're rolling it out for for small farmers. It's a struggle. There's a lot of shitty bills trying to get put up here. And but um, but we have a lot of killer advocates here, too. People like their freedom here. So, you know, shout out to to Brandon Rust again and, and many other people that, you know, fight for the freedoms of of home growers and and small mom and pop farmers and you know ex-outlaws
2: it's nice that they didn't
0: put a lot of restrictions on who can and can uh start things up over there me myself man i've honestly i've i've thought about heading your way man i thought about the oklahoma dream and as far as like the outlaw days of being fucking paranoid of shit right there with you still kind of on that. But mine is, man, I if I I would honestly love to just go and just start popping all the genetics I have and start housing hundreds and hundreds of different strains. Just doing the phenol hunt, finding the one, housing her, moving on. Or whatever, and just you know, housing how you know, hundreds, if not hopefully thousands of different genetics at one point, and just you know, not worry so much about flower production, oil extracts, or whatever, but just be be the guy where you come get <laughs> where you come get that shit. You know what I mean? That cut. I think I'd be quite happy there, but I'm afraid that the second I would do that, go there open up both cases and start getting shit wet, fucking things would change and I would lose fucking all of them genetics in a fucking gavel. Bang!
1: Uh, man, I knock on wood because I tell you what, we, we, you know, we just, we watch the news so close because it's, we're scared too. You know, we've been doing this for long enough to know, know that they're going to figure out a way to fuck us one day, one way. But if you look at the history, and this is part of the reason we chose Oklahoma, if you look at their history, it's in the Oklahoma Constitution. I'm, I don't know the wording, but it's in the Oklahoma Constitution that the doctors and patients' rights shall not be infringed or something like that. And it's a, it's a big thing here that no matter what the state, no matter what the government tells you, if your doctor tells you, you can do something, you can do it. And that's, that's what it comes down to is my understanding somebody's probably going to be able to have a better better explanation but so so basically if if your doctor has recommended cannabis you should have an access to this cannabis and that's what's created this industry here this and it's it is very medical they do not fuck around with recreational here but i dude everybody that i that says i'm thinking about oklahoma i encourage them to move to to move here check it out come visit and eagle you're welcome here anytime bro on my farm you know we're actually getting a a guest house here uh finished pretty soon and and we'll have some space for for guests and um you you can come check it out and you know and the other thing i want to say is if you're gonna run some pheno hunts make sure you get land that has wind block because there is so much when you put plants outside they get from walls
2: or, or a forest around them yeah i can see that you know uh actually
0: oklahoma and uh kind of that tornado alley you know what i mean that runs through the midwest there i've kind of uh talked about as the perfect example of someday that just being an area where autos are grown. You know, that's just part of the the recipe to work around the weather. You know what I mean? You instead of getting one long season in just two, one before and after that wind season or, you know, rough season, spring season or whatever, Mm. Uh, I don't know.
1: What are your thoughts on that? It's windy, man, but you're right because autos, they're smaller generally, you know, and they're squattier. So you're probably on to something. I've been thinking about running some autos outside, you know, foot fence or a six foot fence with a two foot extension, which is an eight foot fence with a barbed wire. I mean, a six foot fence with barbed wire, but, um, and, and that's really you know, expensive to build. It's almost like, why not just build a greenhouse instead? Cause that qualifies as like a locked area. So I'm then phase two of this is, is a greenhouse, a lean to greenhouse that passively uses the environment from the indoor. So I'm gonna have an exhaust that pulls leftover AC or heat, whatever I need from the indoor to the greenhouse. It'll also act as like, um, a solar collection, because when you have like clear plastic over a white surface you're just basically like heating up the space for free and then keeping it cool in the summer i love
2: jet i love jet. What, what are they doing uh well
0: i will try not to taint your your episode with swear words puffy uh, no. grows his comment there <laughs> i come i come i'm not scared puppy i'm not
1: scared Wait I it. Where is it?
0: he says basically don't be a sissy come see how super folk live
1: uh-huh yeah buddy it's you know and it's it's just a real satisfying way of life too you know it's like i learned how to weld um you know, I've, I only, I've only learned electrical in the last two and a half years, but I wired up this whole fucking place myself, dude. I hot tapped the 600 amp transformer. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like shit. It's regular electricians wouldn't touch necessarily. That's a
0: lot of power right there. You definitely go down You can make a mistake there. That's for sure.
1: Oh, so yeah. are you locked in indoors there? Can you, or can you be indoor-outdoor? You can be. You can be indoor-outdoor. You can be whatever you want. You just have to have a fence around your outdoor if you're doing house.
0: Right <laughs> Yeah, I can be like that as well. It becomes more and more
1: inviting. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you got to come out here. At least take a visit. And maybe come out around one of the events. You know, there's all these events going on. We're going to, uh, I'm bringing a, a couple of my guys from my crew to, uh, that, that, um, you know, these are guys, one of them, obviously, you know, like I said, owns a business with me. Um, and then the other is just an old longtime friend. We're going out to the turf float, Oklahoma. It's in August. Um, you should look into it, see if you can make a trip out for it. And, um, I'm gonna be kicking it with, uh, red dirt raised Oklahoma and, you know, I'm, this Russ Brand. there's a lot, lot of really cool people, Hermetic Flower Company, uh, a lot of good people going, um, and a lot of good bands. Uh, there's a scene happening here, man. I, I guess that's what's really happening is there's like a real movement in Oklahoma, a real grassroots movement here where people are kind of coming together and creating something. And I remember this in, in California. I was on the back end of this wave in California when I moved to California in 2011 it was like, Whoa, this, this culture is changing really deeply. And, um, and that's what's happening here. And so it's really fun to be a part of it. And on the early side of it and, and, and maybe have a bigger part of it.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a a cool bunch of people
0: there in Oklahoma and, uh, more and more well we've got sus there sus this guy 79 79 there in chat uh oh another uh oklahoma guy there he was trying to get the vets uh vet uh, grow cup going last year hell i almost came out there last year for that
1: <laughs> yeah dude you'd have a place to stay on my couch
2: all right i uh, yeah, country folks definitely know how
0: to party. That's for sure. So I can definitely see that to be a good time.
1: Yeah, a guy, a guy with a name like Eagle, he'd definitely get along here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh.
0: So, I guess I kind of hinted to it though. What has been some of the uh, challenges from? coming indoors out did what did you have to get your own soil uh cooking did you buy something that was ready to go uh how difficult is it to get it started from scratch there in oklahoma Uh,
1: man let me tell you it was me my adopted dad and my wife okay and my daughter and our dogs We all had our own vehicle when we traveled from California to Oklahoma. My, let's say, you know, my, 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 what I call my adopted dad, let's just say my dad packed his trailer and his truck full of my soil. He actually ended up destroying his rear diff because of it, but he packed his shit with all my soil. And then we packed, you know, I live in a 45 foot trailer. We packed it full. It's got cracks on the frame. It's all bent because we overpacked it. Um, we packed my wife's SUV full. Um, and we got everything here that we needed. And, you know, I could have had a better start with soil, like it could have been a better, more well-balanced blend because it had sat for months. But fact of the matter is, I got this shit started like out of scratch and out of this fucking out of the back of a trailer and I'm dialing in the soil as I have plants in it. It's, it's been a wild ride. So I know this first run is not going to be the best, but I'll have better runs. Um, so soil has been a challenge. Um, I'm looking at getting some, some more soil. Um, Cause I'd like to do a higher plant count, um, smaller plants than what I have going now. So not so much training and stuff. Um, and then you know in terms of IPM I would say that would be the other challenge Um, there is here's a tip grower tip there's a different degradation rate of the of any pesticide you're going to use you know organic especially between outdoor and indoor so when you're spraying let's say pyrethrin outdoor it's going to be good for three days maybe two days if the sun's bright Um, but if you're spraying it indoor it's going to be on the plant for four or five days so you can oftentimes relax your uh your your spray schedule a little bit Um, and, and that was a little bit weird for me. I I was spraying on this really tight schedule and I'm like, man, do I need to be doing this? And I started thinking and doing research. I was like, oh, duh, I don't need to be doing this shit. I need to be slowing down. And, you know, I haven't had any bug problems yet. And I, oh, I did see some russet mites, but you know, it's basically, they just get swept right out with the old, you know, preventative measures. And, um, those have been, those have been the biggest challenges. It's been really nice since you asked about challenges, I'll say it's been really nice. The other side of the coin, uh, walking outside of my house and going into the grow five feet away. You know, I work, I can hear my, my daughter like playing in the barn, like when I'm in the grow, it's pretty freaking sweet. And there's no other state. I don't think that you can have a, like a live in farm, like uh, with cannabis, you can't live on your farm in most other States. I'm not going to say any, but. As far as I know, there's, you know, you couldn't California and you can't in a couple other states. So,
2: well, that stinks, man. But that is definitely an
0: awesome perk. That's for sure mm-hmm. to be so close to the garden and the family uh, to have both, uh, well, both beautiful things all in one place. Yeah, that's with you. All, all your worries, all your cares,
1: all in one spot. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. No escape either. <laughs> man,
0: that is a very true statement there. Uh, man, I got to give you some credit, man. Uh, I'm tugging that fucking soil across country there, man. And I they, that makes me feel a little bit better about being a little bit of a pack rat, man. And I moved up here, man. I grabbed I fuck I still got fucking wood shorts, maple, oak, cherry, shit like that. That I guilt myself into dragging you fuck a couple hours up north. But man, you must have really had a fucking bond with that soil
1: to fucking hump it all the way across country, brother. It was hell, but it was worth it because soil is not cheap and you never know who you can trust and shit. And I've been building that soil for a very long time. So I just couldn't let it go. It was an emotional thing. I just, I had to take it with me. It was like, it's my teddy bear, you know? That's
2: awesome, man. That is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs>
0: that is, that is, man. That's, uh. so do you feel like you brought a
1: little bit of the terroir with you? Exactly. Yeah, that's the goal is that, you know, California doesn't get my weed anymore. They don't. Oklahoma gets it. So, and I brought that shit from California to Oklahoma. You get that, you get that California terroir in Oklahoma.
2: So, uh,
0: I forget who it was. I think it was dirty. Ho, dirty Ho gardens in chat. said. uh, she wanted to talk prices there how are things in Oklahoma when we talk part of the dream that's most certainly part of the dream uh, how are things is the you know the market does seem a little bit saturated as it is
1: reflected on prices uh, super badly it it is I would say that there is a there's a pretty dramatic effect but it's there's a very clear divide happening between cheap weed that's grown by people who don't know what they're doing, versus good weed that is grown by somebody who cares about the patients, and um, and that and that divide is is represented in price. So there's folks that go into dispensaries that ask for. S- uh, you know, I only need $700 a pound for this. Um, you know, because I don't know, I don't know why, but you know, maybe they grow a hundred thousand pounds of it. Right. So they don't really need to get a lot, you know, they, they have a lower over, you know, they can charge less. Um, but for me, you know, my wife and I spend a lot of time on this. We, uh, we believe that we're creating better medication for people and, and, you know, our, we're not just going into dispensaries with a Turkey bag in a duffel bag, letting them sell our weed in plastic containers. That's like slapped with a, like a typewriter printer. We are designing jars and labels and creating this boutique look for, for consumers that are, that's like comparable to like, craft wine you know you know when they get their hands on this product it's it's clear that it's better and um you know you know those contains plastic containers that they're using here in oklahoma it's just this little pop top plastic container it it's like really doesn't keep the weed very well and so and you know the price that I'm gonna to have to be charging, we've we've calked out, you know, what we're gonna be charging for our cannabis to dispensaries, and the price that we are probably gonna to have to be charging, depending on how much we produce, um, it's gonna keep us in business because that's the great thing with organic gardening is we we uh, we grow we pretty cheaply, you know, like rarely do we have to spend a lot on fertilizer. So, you know, the soil stays balanced or is is pinballed back and forth with small
2: amendments. You know, that's pretty awesome. I kind of chuckled there,
0: you know, that could be fucking part of the commercial, man. Someday for uh, (laughs) ATG Gardens there, Uh, well, acres, but it should be gardens (laughs) at one point when it's huge. Uh, oh no, you want acres. Acres is more right. But uh <laughs> you know quality is such a concern here. I you know, to get things going, we brought you know we we actually lugged the soil here to save, save the overhead so we could pass it on to you. You know what I mean? That's how much it means to us, you know, something along that line. It's ethics, that's how deep our ethics run.
1: <laughs> you vocalized you i might have to yeah i might have to steal your uh your your wording i think you you <laughs> i never think about this shit when i'm typing my website right like i'm i'm like i'm like blah 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 but but when i'm talking to you it, it i guess it makes more sense comes out of me better but yeah so uh
0: i, I know at one point you guys were looking to go yeah, off the grid as much as possible. Is that something that is uh, still part of the dream? Uh, especially with LEDs, I would think that's pretty. You know, I I don't think that's you know off off the possibility realm. You know, with LEDs that you could be off grid and still function with with the LEDs. Do you think that could be part
1: of the puzzle? The, save save the buck in the future well listen brother you could go off grid with as much power as you want um you they got they got generators that come on dual axle trailers triple axle trailers that are the size of a building and they will power your shit till the cows come home um on the same hand I, you know, off-grid living was, was rather necessary in California because it was so expensive for power and they charged you just to get set up like 60,000, just to get, just to get power set up, um, in my neck of the woods up there. And, um, here, dude, I put a $500 deposit down and I got 600 amp transformer placed on my property. That's it. And, you know, I told them I can do the electrical work. And they said, okay, we'll leave it unlocked. So I just got a piece of two by four, stuck it up under there, got my gloves on. I wrapped my wrench with electrical tape and I was shaking boy. <laughs> but you know, I, in theory, it, it's going to work. So it's okay. It's safe. It's a, it's as long as you know what you understand what you're doing, it's safe. Um, I want to, a couple of questions stacked up in chat that I just really want to jump on real quick somebody asked hold on if i go to the uh auctions puffy grows asked, atg do you do the auctions no but uh, my contractor does and i would really like to get out to them because i need a tractor um and the major general 420 army asked how much is power per kilowatt we pay It it depends. You know, we were paying 11 cents a kilowatt, and we started just in the last month or two. We were paying 13, I think, cents a kilowatt, but that is just right around the uh, national average there. So we're, you know, we're we're sitting pretty with with our electric bill compared to other other states. Does he have a huge veggie garden started this spring? I I wonder if he's talking to me. Probably, maybe. Um, I don't because I just cool. I, I because I um. I haven't had the time. I, I'm a hundred percent invested in this garden and, and, uh, and that stuff, but we're going to do one next year. I have a couple of friends doing veggie gardens that I'm going to support their stuff. I'm going to pay them and, and buy vegetables and stuff. Oh, and our, our neighbor actually has a dairy cow. We've been buying milk, eggs, they have, you know, chickens, eggs, uh, jam and all kinds of great stuff from them. Um, You know,
2: I want to jump
0: in on, on that sediment real quick as far as, like, the fresh milk and the fresh eggs and all that bullshit goes. I had my first nostalgic memory with food the other day. And I never, I've never had that. I've never, ever, ever had that. You know, it happens with music and other things, you know, but not not as deeply as music. Music can usually, you know, set and rewind the whole memory back in your head. But I've never had that with food, all right? And the other day I had some chicken and uh, it was bought from a local butcher by an old meat and shit. And uh, the fucking chicken, tasted, it was fucking delicious. Mm. Bottom one it was delicious. But it actually tasted like fucking chicken. It just didn't taste like fucking a protein source or whatever, you know, fill-in-the-blank salt. It tasted like chicken, and it just, couple bites into it, man, I just, it took me back to, like, when I was a kid, my dad... Ooh, like our main meal was like fucking chicken, man. That man barbecued, that fucking fired up that grill and would barbecue chicken any fucking day he could. And it just had that that taste of chicken that I remember as a kid before all the mass, you know, production and additives and shit. And I, like I said, I had never had that until the other day, and that was from local source meat.
1: Hell yeah, dude. I'll tell you what, I completely agree. First thing I noticed when I, when we got to California was the meat is, I mean, I mean, Oklahoma is the meat is better. It tastes better. Um, My, my contractor just so happens to also be a, man, I'm going to start sounding country. If we start, if we keep talking about Oklahoma, (laughs) my, my contractor is a, is a beef farmer and he does texas longhorn and they are um just beautiful beasts with big long horns and so he keeps three of them on my property i have two cows and a bull and um we had one birth you know one give birth here and calf didn't make it it's been real ass farm shit going on here and uh What else? So, so, oh, so he beef farms and the the beef is so delicious, man. It's like, they care about what they feed their animals. They have a balanced diet. This guy balances his, his, uh, cows food, the way I balance the soil in my grow. He's like, okay, they need a little bit more protein. They need a little bit more fiber. They need a little bit more. Um, and then they have these cubes that are like vitamins and it's like, so they just go back and forth and then they also graze the land. And, uh, it's, it just makes it taste better. It's so much better. It's juicier. It's tastier. I'm getting hungry. Just thinking about it.
2: That's
0: awesome. You know, I often wonder why fucking the doctor doesn't do that shit with us. Be honest with you, you know, they're so quick to just write down, you know, when we go in there, what's wrong with you? Uh huh. Uh huh. Script. They don't necessarily look at you and you know, fucking. Eh, let's see here. Says you're deficient on all this shit. Why don't you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that and come back and see me next week? And uh, if this doesn't work, then we'll, we'll talk meds next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's a uh, dude. Ugh, don't even get me started on the pharmaceutical industry and western medicine and all that it's a pinball machine we get you back back and forth into the into their office and then their 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 partner's office well i'll give you a referral to uh, to this other guy who'll fuck you up worse get you on this other drug
2: Well, you can go on all you want because I prefer to send everybody towards the way of cannabis versus that part
0: of a super bowl. <clears throat> I'll
1: tell you um, what, man we've we've converted a lot of people to uh, to lotion, like you know coconut oil. A lot of uh, older folks here in Oklahoma, just friends, just uh, giving them you know RSO infused uh, coconut oil, dude. It's, it's crazy how many people have taken to that that don't use cannabis otherwise, that they just love, love this stuff, and it takes their pain away. Oh, yes. Uh, Puffy Gross, tell them about the barbecue here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, barbecue is fire here. Barbecue is so fire here. And everybody knows how to cook, and there ain't a vegetable in sight. That That's the only problem. <laughs> uh, I got to supplement my vegetables around, around these folks. Uh... Uh, what genetics am I working on right now? Four by four closed door. I am. Oh, let me just shout out four by four closed door. That guy sent me one of the nicest messages I've ever received. Um, he said, you know, something that I said to one of my, uh, biggest heroes, heroes of the farm. I sent that, I sent Patrick a message like years ago. I said, man, I hope our, I hope our par- paths cross You're, you know, I just feel like you're killing it. And I wasn't doing like anything big like this. And, and I was just looked up to him and four by four sent me a message like that. Um, and about having crying, man, he, uh, it was really nice to see something like that. And I want to encourage it was it was a continuation from the cheap home grow where I was kind of encouraging people to, you know, pursue their passion and quit their job. And, you know, I'm, I'm on this motivational shit right now where I just want people to to, to be happy. And I think that's the right way to do it is to be courageous and quit your job. Um, so let me just get back to this question. Four by four, shout out four by four. Um, I am working on, I'm working with Sunday driver and uh, blue cookies and Baja blast I'm running right now. So it's mostly Sunday driver. And then I have like, uh, 21 blue cookie plants and three baja blast plants so we'll see it's going to be some fire coming out here but it'll get better and better too
2: forward to everything i'm on the same motivational kick with you there as far as that
0: well not just cannabis and well and in general but uh living your dreams for sure you know you know, you do have to get out there and be happy, but as far as cannabis goes. Uh, I do believe, you know, it's a, a path well worth taking there. I've said this before, you know, just not as far as a medicine, but in general, man, a cannabis offers a better quality of life, you know, uh, for those who are sick uh, it can offer a a better quality of life as a medicine, even if it isn't caught in time, you know what I mean? The, The time you have left, it can enrich as far as like we, us that are trying to make that change from swinging the hammer or whatever we did before this, uh, it is about the same thing. It's just, we are wanting a more, uh, Quality of life. We're tired of being sore. Want more time with the family. Shit like that, you know. And that's what we're trying to find in cannabis. And I don't think that's something to be demonized for. Is wanting a better quality of life.
1: Well said, dude. That should be on your fucking uh, commercial right there. That that is, and that's why I feel like you're the best advocate in the in the industry because you really speak on your heart and you dedicate so much time to this shit, this message. Um, uh, really it's, it's, and there is, it's unmatched. It's unmatched bar none. It's unmatched in the industry. Um, I'll give you a second to feel spoiled about that.
2: (laughs) I appreciate that. I was feeling spoiled.
0: Thank you. I appreciate those kind words. Well,
1: really you cute. know, it's it's all love, man. Um, so 4x4 said, did I hunt them from seeds or did I just start from cuts? And I started those. The Baja Blast was from seed. I hunted that one. Um, everything else was from cut. The Blue Cookies and the Sunday Driver were from cut. Um, the Sunday Driver got that from my buddy up in Oregon. Uh, Zen Farms, old owner, Randall. Really nice guy, older fella. I'm always friends with uh, older older people like like Coot um, or uh, or Randall, who was 65. Well, I haven't even talked to him in like a year and a half since he retired from the business. But um, got that one from him. And it is actually a black sheep farms Sunday driver cut. So it's hunted by black sheep, but it has a lot of history. So I thought I'd tell it real quick. And then the blue cookies cut I got from a dispensary in Sacramento um, years ago and come to find out that it was probably the original uh, pre-Girl pre Scout, I mean, pre-forum cut Girl Scout cookies. So, but it, I guess it was AKA blue cookies. And so that, that might be that cut. And that's what, that's what I suspect. That's what other people have told me about it.
2: Sounds like some uh, nice stuff there.
0: So I guess my question is, since Oklahoma is still um, in the medical side of things, how do you see uh, yourself in the future? Do you think, uh, do you see recreational cannabis as, a second wind, you know what I mean? A future second wind in cannabis for Oklahoma, or do you think that uh, you want to just keep things the way they are? Tell me what your outlook for the future is, or your perfect, you know, ideal path.
1: That's a really good question, man. You ask such insightful questions. Um, so I would say that that it's because this is such a republican state it's unlikely that recreational is going to put is is going to is going to put us in a better position and you know i i'm not necessarily like I, i'm not necessarily anything on on the political scale personally um i'm definitely i'm not going to say anything but i'll just say that uh There is a very reserved area for the medical industry here, medical cannabis industry, but that the recreational industry is probably gonna have to wait until federal, some sort of federal recreational legalization, in my opinion.
2: Man, I'm I'm definitely
0: scared of that, to be honest with you. there's so many levels, you know, to be honest, with you. I, yeah, I just, uh, I'm afraid that uh, the whole medical thing, the home home grow, which is, that's, for me, is more dear to my heart than most. I think it was basically medical cannabis, the home grow, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that holds so much value to medical cannabis in general uh, yep. and i think recreational definitely puts that in jeopardy and then on top of that i'm worried about you know everybody
2: <laughs>
0: everybody all 50 states you know what i mean because there's always a chance that they could always come in and go ha. ha, ha. Yeah. Reset everybody, motherfuckers. (laughs) Now, now you guys have to all come up to our, our regulations. You know what I mean? And, And hopefully that don't happen. Hopefully that's just an easement
1: in, but moreover, I'm worried about the medical side of that. I mean, you're not wrong, man. That's what happened in California. They encroached right up on us. You know, like I said, dude, that terrible story about them saying planting 600, go ahead, plant your 600 square foot. And then only six plants now, that shit was real, man. And they were raiding people. They were separating children from their parents. I mean, that's why I sent, because it was like, all right, they're raiding people, but like, what are they really doing? Oh my God, freaking, what's it called? Uh, CPS is coming in and separating parents from their kids that is messed up like we got to get you guys out of here this is crazy and then it was you know and we had already seen the writing on the wall we had already purchased our property in Oklahoma and uh I I'm glad that the that the uh, home growers in California still have an opportunity to grow mostly you know in most places um but you know access to, um, fertilizer and, you know, different supplies. It's, it, it's getting hard, at least, you know, for me, I, I hope other home grow I hope home growers don't have as big of a problem as I've had, you know, sourcing particular fertilizers and stuff like that with everything going on. And if they have, you know, at least there are dispensaries that can provide those folks with supplemental cannabis that has some sort of quality. Um, that's what I like about the medical program and the home grow program here. It's, it's really well done.
2: That's awesome.
1: So
0: how do you feel about, you know, as somebody that's licensing and selling to, you know, disposing and stuff, uh, Yeah, obviously somebody that's on the cheap home grow show still advocate forward though. The home grow is there. You would, you always going to be on that side of the fence hopefully again.
1: Yeah, dude. You know, when, (laughs) when you start out in a, in a little closet, you know, or when you start out, actually, I technically I started growing in the woods with one little seed, but really when I started taking it seriously, I was in a, I was in, um, in a little closet and you know what, I've been arrested number of times for this fucking plant. I've got, you know, I've done, I've, I've paid my dues and I, uh, there isn't a person I respect more than the home grower in this entire industry. You know, there's a lot of people up at the top, but there's, you know, I hope that there are, there are probably people in the chat that can, that can back me up on this. I really like connecting with just who anybody who's passionate about the plant, not necessarily big names or, or how many followers you got. If you got 50 followers, but you're like, I really want to grow and I want to learn how to do it organically. And, you know, what's your IPM like, and, you know, how do I fight this bug? And that's the kind of shit that I connect with hundred percent.
2: I think that shit's it, very infectious to be honest with yeah.
0: It helps keep us keep us fired up about what we're doing, that that uh that feeling that we get from talking to the new guys as well. And that's one of the things that I'm, you know, I, I'm very passionate about too, as well, is I think that that side of things, that that excitement, that that oxytocin that's produced from just naturally talking, you know, that's how powerful this fucking plant is. You know what I mean? That that just talking about it from one to the other can fire up such fucking powerful fucking excitement, you know, oxytocin healing stuff inside you without even using it, not even using it, just talking it, being in your garden, same same you know i think the cultivation i say this all the time i think the cultivation side when you're speaking of medical cannabis is the biggest part of medical cannabis i mean sure the medicine does its own you know there's a lot of weight to the medicine itself but there's that that feeling we we're talking about when you're producing the medicine that i can you know what i mean when you can help yourself when you you know you find that self sustaining moment you know Especially when it's a life or death thing. You know what I mean? I can save my life. You know what I mean? Just saying it, you know, produces that healing feeling going up your bag. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, man, I, I like, swarm on that fucking energy, dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm all about you know, when I get upset, I, you know, I've gone from, ai have I've been a very different person in my life. I've been very angry in my past and, and I feel like it's important to, to figure out who you are at your, at your craziest or angriest, at hardest, and then, and then tame that and kind of, you know, hone that and, and, and be a warrior in the garden, not a gardener in the war. Right. And, uh, that that has has served me now, but has been has bit me in the ass in the past. But um, I got distracted. I started reading comments, and I totally forgot what I was talking about again. <laughs> oh
0: my bad. Um, chat can do that to you. Chat can do that to you. But yeah. since we're paying attention to chat, uh, Miss Cassativa there is wanting to know how you feel about. Uh, When fungus will be decriminalized in Oklahoma, will that be another avenue you may pursue?
1: Man, it's so funny. Or support? You know, I'll definitely always support that. Um, There are, there's a lot of advocacy groups for the psilocybin out here. And um, I had my, I took a lot of mushrooms in high school really a lot, probably way too much. And I think I got too fucked up on them. And now I prefer LSD if I'm going to take a psychedelic. Um, but that said, I think that all over the country, there are, there are, um, these treatment centers like, you know, ketamine and like, uh, dmt and they have all these different treatment centers and i'm not sure oklahoma will be the first on board with that stuff but they're like i said they're about their patients so if the patients want it they'll get it
2: right on so uh, i I'm, I'm with
1: it myself i support it too i support it as well yeah there is a, man, I saw a really cool Instagram. This guy grows more L's inside. Um, he's got them in these bins. Oh man, that's gotta be a really cool business to be a part of. So I
0: guess this is a good question here. Um, I know you're pretty, uh, organics is pretty near and dear to your heart, I'm sure. So are you uh, starting to uh worry about the outdoors now? And I understand that you're not necessarily growing out there now, either gardening or cultivating cannabis, but are you thinking about uh, regenerative steps that you can take now to put in place that will benefit later for uh, cultivation?
1: That is a really good question. Um, so yes, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of examples if I can keep my mind on track. Um, I have a French drain put in for all of my runoff for my flower room. That French drain feeds out, um, onto the uh, south side of my building where I will have a lean to greenhouse. So the plan is to plant plants directly into that soil where there's a French drain underneath it. So those plants can kind of root down into this runoff. So I hopefully will have plants that I don't even have to water back there. Um, <clears throat> that's one way. Then another way, um, I have a, my dad has a sawmill. And so the plan is to start a hardwood forest um, in the, I have like 12 acres here and, and there's already like a healthy forest on it. And I'm going to kind of like go through and cull some stuff and seed some stuff and, um, and, see if i can create like some wood for my wouldn't be for me but it'd be for you know my kids could build their house out of these trees and if i teach them how to use a sawmill and stuff like that when i inherit it so yeah i could say you call that regenerative i guess you know i'm just trying to work off my land what you smoking on dude
0: I'm smoking on a little BBQ gorilla from uh, Empire Breeding
2: Co. I like it.
1: It's pretty pretty good. You said it's a BBQ gorilla. Yeah, that's what is, is uh, it? face
0: on fire times is a uh, real good for.
2: I'm pretty sure that's what that. Uh, okay.
1: Gotcha. That's fire, probably.
2: Pretty tasty. So,
0: why the pipe? Is it just a matter of convenience, simplicity? You prefer the taste.
1: I actually prefer the taste of a joint, but it is—I am—I am a lazy, cheap bastard, and I mm-hmm. will just sit here and just crunch up <laughs> weed and put it in the bong. The bong water will get so damn dirty. Let's see—it's actually it ain't bad right now but I will let this shit get so dirty, man. <laughs> just lazy, just, I, it's not, I'm just focused on other shit, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's just hard to stay focused on stuff like, you know, every once in a while, my wife will roll, my wife and I will roll up a joint for like an evening, but it, we just keep it like special occasion, no, no reason, just lazy. That's one thing I got to give you a little shout out on, too, is
0: uh, having uh, a significant other that is very supportive and passionate about the dream as well. You know, that makes things a very, very much easier. And uh, it makes things more, more special in the end when it's, you know, built that way, I think.
1: And let me tell you, dude. She is a trooper. Um, So we had to put a dog down um, recently, her dog. We both came with a dog when we met and uh, her dog uh, has attacked multiple animals, um, you know, dogs, cats, and now has gone after a bull. And we had to, it was a really crazy event. This dog went after this bull and you know, I had the gun and like, I'm about to shoot this dog. And I ended up able to beat these dogs away from each other and the bull. And it's just, it's all because this one dog just can't stop its prey drive. All this is just to say that I was wrestling this dog and I pulled a muscle in my ribs and I've been, I've been unable to water. I've been able to do anything in the garden. And the wife has just taken it all on. She's being full-time mommy. She's and full-time gardener you know luckily all we've had to do right now is just water plants and stuff like that but she has been killing it so i don't know if she'll ever watch this but maybe this will give me some brownie points
2: <laughs> that's pretty pretty awesome to have that kind of support and partner so shout outs to the both of you guys hopefully she Thanks, does man. watch So uh you gotta love the water only, you know. I I have uh been in
0: Cocoa many, many, many years in this last year, as you know, we talked about on a Co- coot episode there, uh the switch. And uh I'm still still in the dirt, still in the dirt, still very happy. I'm in the second run right now to where I'm kind of I'm in some reuse soil and I'm like I kind of mended it a little bit and I'm like, sorry, I'm in the portion right now where I'm like, if I were in cocoa, I could just flush, fix shit. You know what I mean? But I'm kind of riding it out, kind of going, ah, next run will be better. Next run I'll be better.
1: <laughs> well, so what's going on with your living? Story? You're not getting the, the same kind of production you want. <clears throat> yeah, basically.
0: Basically, Um, I think I added a little bit too much, and she may have been a little too hot.
1: Yeah,
0: I I got I went I played a little mad scientist instead of maybe just letting it ride a second round, which would have probably been the more wiser route. Just to which you know I got five rounds, five rounds, and I still haven't really fucked with the earth boxes. So what made me? mad scientist on these pots i don't know
1: (laughs) maybe be the cocoa grower and be the head go mad scientist Uh uh-huh i hear you i know what you're saying well did you do soil tests or how did you balance your soil
0: oh i didn't i didn't i uh, straight straight mad scientist straight mad scientist
1: well dude all you got to do you you know you can go mad scientist on this shit I, I go crazy mad scientists i'm insane scientists um but uh, what i do is i go and i get soil samples and soil tests and and then you can kind of be crazy and like i just pushed my magnesium too far okay but i knew it because i got a soil test and I'll I'll explain that. I see 710 can of sewer asking about the soil test. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but uh, so because I got a, a soil test, I knew I pushed my magnesium too far. I was getting this burn going on, and I fixed it with a little bit of gypsum. So soil tests are the best way and the cheapest way to balance living soil. Um, Logan Labs will test your soil for 60 bucks. And I do, I do, there's a lot of guys out there that are even smarter than me that'll do soil analysis, but I, I offer soil analysis too. Um, and I charge $60 an hour or $60 a test for if we're doing a soil analysis test. And, um, you know, it's it's really straightforward. Once you learn your own parameters, you know, it's not like you'll be paying somebody forever to, to analyze your soil and give you feedback. I mean, you'll always be paying 60 bucks to Logan labs to get a soil test, but you can learn to analyze your own soil and how, what to add to it to, to fix it. And, um, and it's really, you know, it's not that hard. And um, it's just, it, it takes this, like, it's almost like being in a spaceship and getting and, and going for a spacewalk. It is the difference of actually putting yourself out there and potentially fucking something up or not, like you did, you know, like you potentially maybe fucked something up. But potentially with a soil test, you know, it'd be a it'd be a grapple hook for you. And you could be more grounded and understand your soil and have some better results. And a lot of people have said that the quantity goes down a little bit, even with pretty optimal organics. But in my mind, I really want to see quality. I really want to see quality. I really want some tasty ass weed, and even if I can, even if it means I grow eighty five percent of the of the weed, it's and it's tastier. I'll do it. It's worth it for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely will
0: get there at some point.
1: Um, Well, just hit me up, dude. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll help you. Obviously I'll do it for free for you.
0: We all do what we do for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, gotta respect that. But, uh, at some point I, I, you know, I I realized that, you know, the, the one and done type at attitude. Well, I, I realized that a long time ago, it's just silly, you know, but, uh, I, I want to be more knowledgeable about using soil as I go forth, you know. I, I don't think I'll be as weak as I have in the past just to revert, and that's what's happened, you know what I mean? That's what happened before, you know. When I, I came back here, because I used to grow in a, uh, an attic-type space, an upper upper grow, so weight was always a thing. So, Probably told you. You to may have heard this before. That's what got me into the cocoa. So when I came here, the first thing I thought was, "Hell yeah, I'm back on ground. I'm going back to soil and shit. Make things a little bit easier on myself." And then I got uh, in the middle of a, a hot batch. Took on my uh, a few more patients and got into the hotter soil and got into kind Of what I'm into now, look a little, little bit of lockup, a little bit of something going on, and I was like, Yeah, fuck this, fuck this, I'm out back to Coco, back to Coco, full control. And I ain't even got, and I justified it too with now I don't have time to cook, I'm already in, I'm already into the bank, you know what I mean? I'm already into the reserves, I gotta keep just running with Coco.
1: I get so, that, I and and you know, I. I always tell people at the end of the day, do exactly what you want to do, because that's, what's going to make you happy. And, you know, you, at least you tried and you experienced what it means for you to grow organically, you know, and I encourage everybody to try that at least. And so not many people do that. You know, not many people will waste garden space on a new technique. That's cool.
0: Well, I guess, and the, my, another obstacle, I guess, I need to come over is, and I could be fixing, you know, right, you know, I could avoid it or helped ease my problems right now, if I would have probably been a little bit more braver and, you know, maybe try to seek a little foliar help, you know what I mean, you know, mm-hmm. tried to feed through the leaves instead of the soil and try to, you know. Help things until things may be freed up or whatever in the soil. But I've never really been a fan of foliars, man, especially indoors. Uh, I don't, you know, just too many, I just don't like it, man. I, molds, mildews, the extra moisture in the tents, you know, trapping moisture in the tent is often, you know, a scare. That's scared, so I don't necessarily want to try fixing things
1: that way. You know what I mean? So I love again, that. I should be more open-minded. No, 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 <laughs> dude. No, I don't foliar feed either, and there's a reason for it. Um, and I actually, I will if I have to. I have in the past, but I don't uh, like as part of my feed schedule. I don't because it's like playing a video game and typing in a cheat code. I. It's like you got to beat the game before you go and cheat the game. I don't know. I've always had this perspective of like, you spray the plant and you're cheating the soil. You need to balance your, you know, it, it's, it's the, the plant wants to get those nutrients from the soil. It can take them in through its leaves, but you're cheating the process. You know, you, you still it's a band-aid. That's the right way to describe it. It's a band-aid. Foliar feed is a Band-Aid, not a fix.
2: <clears throat> I can see that. I appreciate that
0: answer as well. So let me ask you this. You know, uh somebody that understands in soil well enough to where you could uh, do an soil analysis for me. We were talking about silicates, silicate the other day you know adding power si or whatever for our plants for multiple reasons and my question was if if we're growing in soil why is silicate additives even you know a thought you know what i mean it's so natural and abundant in the soil why not just be adding microbes or what do we whatever we need to make it more readyable, available naturally for the plant versus trying to supplement and feed. You know what I mean? Now it seems again just another slide of hand by the cannabis industry to go. Dun, 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 you need this <laughs> very expensive too. You know, I could see it maybe in the cocoa side of things, but when you're trying to push it to the soil, guys, it's like what.
1: Bingo. What? Yeah. Really? You fucking nailed it, dude. Yep, yeah. It's all about does your soil contain that or do you need to add it? And there are, you know, plenty of guys or, you know, guys and gals that need to buy that, um, buy that silicate, you know, that power sigh. They need that because they don't have that in their medium. But, Uh, I've never added it to my soil. I'll I'll tell you what I have added is I've done aloe vera treatments, which, and I've also done, which, which have some, um, you know, silicate derivative, like silicone or silica, you know, I don't know how all that, I forgot about all that shit. That's And honestly, it's not something we look at in a soil analysis. Um, it, uh, (laughs) We look at, th- there's a list of micro and micronutrients and mineral nutrients that come up on the soil test. Um, you know, molybdenum and uh, boron and zinc and aluminum and copper. And, you know, these things, these are, these are things we would look at before your your silica numbers. But that said, you know, like you said, there's guys that that don't have it in their soil that that need it, so... And you know, I mean, like you know, try everything once, right? So try and throw it in your soil, see what if, see if it does anything for you. If it doesn't, then you know you don't need to spend your money on that anymore.
2: Oh
0: shit! I just about to drop my joint. I can't drop that joint, man. That's abuse.
1: It's cannabis abuse. <laughs> it's the only type. It's the only way to abuse cannabis: is <clears throat> to either not smoke it or to throw it away. So yeah.
0: let me ask you this: uh, as far as uh, are you doing as well indoors, as far as uh, production numbers go, as versus the outdoors there? I know they're well, smaller
1: plants, but it's looking like, well, okay. So this is our first run. This is our first run. So we haven't harvested anything yet, but it's looking like if everything continues, we're going to, we're going to double our numbers from, from outdoor production in that, in that square footage canopy. But that's also because we, we, when you're growing indoor, you put a lot more time into the plants than when you're growing Outdoor personally, you know like it's it's very tedious work indoor, but you're more comfortable, so you spend more time with the plants and you do more stuff for them
2: so uh and then revert
0: back to something you said earlier about uh there always being a need for a boutique cannabis uh what well, I I believe that to be very true, very true for one reason, especially when, again, relating to the medical side of cannabis and, you know, again, it probably relates some ways to recreational, but I believe plant uh, cannabis to be basically uh, a spirit plant medicine, you know, in that it speaks to an individual. You know what I mean? And when recreational cannabis comes, they give two shits about <laughs> the spirit medicine side of things. And then I think it's very important when people are considering it to be uh, a medicine that they, you know, they can go in and sniff jars or whatever and kind of that one strain calls to them. And, I, and that's how you know basically spirit plant medicine works is you made a bond. You know, with the one plant or whatever, and it, this is your healing plant. You know what I mean? And that's what I think happens when you go in and you test your sample jars. That one speaks to you, and you're like, "Yes,
1: this this is my medicine." <laughs> you know what I mean? This one called to me. Definitely, and I and I'm sure most people in the chat that are growers can relate that, like, you know, and. You know, sitting in your garden has that same experience when your flowers are starting to develop and they're dumping terpenes out into the air. You're like, "God, this is nice," even though you're not necessarily smoking it. It's like opening a jar. Um, I, you know, and and tough empath actually reminded me I didn't finish a thought. Um, I was talking about uh, silica and I said aloe vera about the salicylic acid. Yeah, called me out on that. Yep, that's right. It's the salicylic acid. But what I meant to say and I, I meant to continue with this was the. Um, I've harvest I've done this there's a silica like um, emulsification you can do which is you harvest dandelions borage and uh, milk thistle damn I can't believe I remembered all three and uh, you get uh, 24 hours and you stir it actually it was oh fuck it was more than 24 hours it was I want to say I did it for a week, a week, I think started a little bit. Apparently that's going to be really high in silica, fed that to the plants I that. I did that once and, uh, you know, haven't needed to do it ever again.
2: Again, that's kind of reverting back to a question I asked you a little bit earlier, you know, uh,
0: about kind of, making your land rigid looking to make it regenerative now for, you know, cannabis, uh, agriculture in the future. So are you like now planning maybe some milk to so or aloe around, you know, mm. stuff like that around that you could maybe think about K and and into the garden at some point, or,
1: you know, utilizing your own inputs from your own, you know, I have thought about that, um, and what, what it's led me to is, is not how to plant stuff that I want to use, but rather how to use the stuff that's already growing. So there's all kinds of stuff popping up all over my land, um, and I've started to do a little bit of research about what it is and its nutritional value, um, and, and, and there's some promising stuff. You know, not to mention the fact that I have these cows roaming around on my land. Um, I, I am planning on going through scooping up all their poop and adding it to my compost and making a making a badass vegetable fertilizer. Because I don't think I'm going to bring the cow poop indoors. I'll probably stay away from that for the future. Because you know, the risk of E. coli and testing and stuff like that. I just don't want to mess with it. So, all of my inputs from now on. Oh, and you know, that's a good. Actually, you know, you asked what's like a big difference from outdoor to indoor. I got I'm trying to be a little bit more careful about my inputs and not being so outdoorsy with my inputs. You know, I wouldn't just go collect uh, like forest floor or humic material and bring it inside. Um, my room is sealed. For the most part, it's like 95%. You know, I try and keep shit out of it. So I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do that. So all of my inputs are like tested or OMRI certified or, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of them always have been, but I've also always used, I've been flexible about how I deliver my nutritional value to my plants, whether it's chicken shit or horse shit or cow shit or, blood meal or, you know, and that's something that I'm going to be using more of now because it's, uh, it's easier to control the, the quality of it. Yeah. Yeah. No more meal chucking. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna, gonna try and dial shit in more, more specifically too, with my numbers. So,
2: yeah. Could see that i could see that um you know i've uh, kind of wondered as of lately
0: you know we've always kind of sourced you know pee from birds back vinyl and stuff like that and i've kind of wondered lately as i've listened to more and more soil books uh a farming book lately the book dirt they were talking about uh how over populating pig farming you know the runoff of pig farming was actually bad to the soil because it was so high in pee. And I thought, oh, if it's so high in pee, you know, how come we're not? And we're running out of natural pea, you know, the sources that we're actually farming. How come we're not trying to clean up and use, you know, more sources like that instead of, you know,
1: <laughs> bird and
2: others, you know, whatnot.
1: I heard something recently about that. Um the nitrogen is being depleted, <laughs> the usable nitrogen is being depleted, not necessarily the P, but the the N. Um, and I'm assuming this would apply to other, nitri- other nutrient cycles. Um, and what it has to do with is these creatures that we farm, they don't end up returning to the land. Um, we end up exporting them. So if you have, let's say, you know, an area that has a particular amount of cattle and they're grazing all of that grass, consuming it. And then they're only returning a particular amount, which is not the same amount that they consume because they have to actually burn some for energy and growth. And, um, and then they get butchered and and served to uh, you know, somebody in three uh, three States over. And then that person poops and goes into that, particular areas you know nitrogen storage in their sewage system which makes it out you know cleans cleaned and out to the ocean um and so what's happening is the the land is is not getting what it should get and so we're losing a lot of the nutritional value in our vegetables and in our meat and that's part of it. I read some article about that. I wish I had the reference for everybody, but I, I don't.
2: Well, that's good info, though. Thank you.
0: So I, uh, while I'm trying to remember what I was going to ask you next, I will ask uh, Crack Baby's question is, uh, are you going to get into any
1: extracts? Yes, I am. I'm going to get my, after this first harvest, I'm going to get my non-solvent processing license and probably also my solvent processing license because I'd like to make RSO out of alcohol. So working on that. And I've always loved rosin. I honestly dab more than I smoke, but the rig is outside. So I'm just smoking right now, but, um, I love making fire rosin and I've, I've been taught by some of the f- best hash makers in the world. And, um, so yeah, we're going to bring some of that to market too. I'm actually thinking about doing some pre-rolls on this first round, um, with some of the lowers, just basically, you know, instead of, you know, with lowers, you either get it process to, into a hash. or you you know do something creative like pre-rolls and what i'd like to do is you know anything that's got some some frost to it um is is that not trim we will not be rolling trim into pre-rolls but some nugs some 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 pre-rolls that don't suck (laughs) we might call them that (laughs) that'd be, that'd be pretty fucking good name for him too. It was funny
0: because, uh, last night, last night during, uh, that episode with, uh, Worm Dog, we were, we were talking, unfortunately, we've, we've talked about, you know, living some crazy lifestyles, uh, at one point, unfortunately, he was incarcerated and, uh, so, I, my question was, you know, how was coming back to cannabis, you know, after such a long period, he was like, shit, man, we, could, we got it in there and shit, and he kind of described, you know, the kind of joint he would get in there, you know, and I mean, he's like, basically, you know, after you would roll a good joint and what was left on the tray, you know basically we would buy that would be the joint we would get for ten dollars and i laughed and i thought man that's still better than the dispensary joint you would get for ten dollars oh my
1: god (laughs) you're so right dude how fucking funny is it that prisoners are smoking you know better weed than people on the street you know getting it from dispensaries oh fuck dude you're so right
0: Yeah, I thought that was fucking quite comical and sad all at once, but yeah, very true. Yeah. So when it comes to the rosin side of things, let me ask you, uh are you are we talking rosin hash or hash rising or flower rising? Uh
1: which way which tact are you kind of taking there? It would be uh likely keef rosin, like uh Sift rosin that's traditionally what I've done with. So I'll I'll take my trim and I have a uh, Tom's tumbler. Shout out Tom's tumbler. Great company, great product. Um, This motorized tumbler with a uh, screens on different size screens for it. One of them is like a hash screen um, and the key, you just put it in there and the trim in there and the key will just dump out and you got to have a collection for it. And, Yeah, and so we'll take that keef and we will process it. So we try and get that trim keefed and hashed as soon as possible because it stays better as hash than keef or as trim. And um, and then you know, flower rosin, it just doesn't yield well enough. I'll sometimes make some, but um I don't sell it usually, it just doesn't yield well and it's like waste of waste of resources. And if you're gonna grow fire weed. Why squish it? You know? I don't know. I don't want to see it go.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Okay. You've kind
0: of said some things. Yes, I agree with some some things I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. So like <laughs> this is one been my one of my bitches with uh and oh rosin lately is the fucking hash rods i really am starting to feel that that is more over like a slide of hand by these uh press companies to fucking make you want to buy these presses there's so much work that goes into that pretty dumb right you know what i mean but they're discounting all the time into fucking making the bubble same thing that you just said with the flower you know what i mean it's a waste of time but if you kind of think about you're what the you're pressing on that flower and then the actual making of the bubble and then pressing it versus i bet you it equals out to be honest with you you know what i mean in time i bet you it makes, oh, absolutely it, i think I think they've kind of just showed you the hash side of things to make you go, oh, that's the way to make it dumb. When reality, it's the same amount of time. But in my opinion, I think the flower side of things, again, staying to the medical side of cannabis has more of a benefit. You're not fucking extracting, extracting, extracting final product, you know what I mean? Why not press that flower and get back to more of a full-spectrum medicine?
1: You know what I
0: mean? All the oils, all the terpenes, nothing really lost. I can appreciate your method, though. That is a fucking nice... I I, I will buy that. That's a nice middle-of-the-road technique, to be honest with you. You haven't wasted a lot of time sifting. You know what I mean? You haven't lost terpenes to the water. You haven't lost trichomes overall from hailing blah 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 you know what i mean yeah. and it's still somewhat whole plant into the squish you know what i mean yeah. so i can appreciate yeah. that to be a, a nice middle of the road rosin okay that but, I can appreciate
1: you know like i appreciate flower rosin too like you know i just um you know, it, it, it's, it, to me, it's, uh, I just, yeah, I, like I said, I just hate to see it go. Literally, if I put a good ass nug into my rosin press, and I squish it, it it almost hurts a little bit. It almost hurts a little bit. Um, but, but I can appreciate somebody who prefers to dab preferring flower rosin over hash or keef rosin because that makes sense
0: as as a hash maker hash artist i use that term sparingly fucking i feel the same pain seeing that hash go into the press it's the same pain
2: yeah same
0: pain moreover though i put work into it i just didn't harvest the beauty of it i actually got some elbow grease into it and then to see it destroyed what i think is already a beautiful well-worked product to take it and see it
2: hey you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's that's an insult to me to be honest with you i'm like oh fuck, man but i I tried my best
1: But, you know, then there's the other side of it, right? Where, you know, you can't tell Picasso that his work is is not finished, right? But somebody, some other artist might go, you know, that's not done. That needs more work. Like, I had a buddy hand me some weed and, and it was like, still had some leaves on it. And I, and I was like, cool, man. Thanks. And I brought it home and my wife was like, why didn't he trim it? And I was like, because that's how he likes his weed trim. You know, you you can't tell Picasso how to paint a picture. You can't tell a grower how to trim his weed, but I don't know. I forgot where I went with that.
0: You know, I can relate to that. And again, kind of relating to last night's conversation because it was a lot about tattoos. Same thing, man. I've got a tattoo. I've got pictures of tattoos that went in phases. You know what I mean? That where one one sitting, it was just black, maybe black and gray. And then next ones, we went back and put color and we talked about expanding. Oh, it might. Be. there's times where I look back at the, you know, the black, the unfinished side of things and go, man, it was fucking, not that I don't like it now, but man, it was, good right then we could have fucking stopped right there and i would have been just as happy as you know what we got going now you can appreciate both both you know you know what i mean you know i understand what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah i have uh i have a few tattoos and yeah man like you know i wanted i thought i was gonna never do um like black and like, like non-colored tattoos. And then I ended up with non-colored tattoos, but um, fuck dude. I am, I gotta tell you, I'm barely alive right now. I am so far past my bedtime. Um, I might finish this bowl and, and finish up with you here in a little bit, if that's all right.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm
1: grateful for
0: whatever I get, man. So, and uh, you know, I understand we, we've we done talked about this man much respect to you. we're talking to a dude that's carved this piece of fucking earth built <laughs> building his dream you know what i mean i understand
1: man props to you you're a busy man busy man i got i, I got a man. little more weed much here, love so. for you brother yeah hell yeah i got a little more weed here to smoke so i'll we'll, uh, i'll pack that up and then uh Maybe like you know, ten more minutes or something, and maybe take a couple of questions from chat. I saw four by four asked another question about the RSO. He said, um, "Does the process of making RSO alone decarb it, or do you have to heat it up to decarb it? If you were going to consume it as an edible, how do most people go about using RSO?" Yeah, it it's a uh, it decarbs in the process uh and you would usually eat it or put it on your skin or i mean there are people who dab it but that's that's wild shit i wouldn't dab rso so i'd like to run with that one a little bit
0: because again as i've come through and learned in my cannabis journey uh as much as anything in life you should take that with intent what is your intent with the rso you know is it more of a medicine are you recreationally using it you know what i mean what what is the end goal there uh is how you should approach that and how you know lately i've kind of I thought the sorbet method I thought was the best, kind of putting it in a bag and kind of bringing it into temperature, but locking everything in there. So the terpenes and everything can be still, as much as you can take can be trapped in there in that decar process. Do I think you necessarily need to do it? No, especially when you're making edibles with it, you know, you're gonna bring it up to temperature, through the RSO or the, the process anyway, and then once it's entered into your edibles, you're going to take it through another decarboxylation process. I barely got that one out. Anyway, <laughs> so why make it a threefold and destroy much of the, you know, each each time you take it up to that temperature, you're degrading what we'll call a medicine anyway. So why bring it up to a three point and destroy more more of the medicine throughout? And then yes. there's a process I've kind of thought about lately too, uh, Mr. ATG, is the process of we in making it as well. You know, we've talked about a lot um, the quick wash, basically trying to eliminate that green or chlorophyll. In your rso you mm. know what i mean it's always been viewed as a name you know what mm. i mean but i the more i more i thought about it the more and more research i've done i'm starting to think that's a no-no maybe you want that green owl if you're going to dab it if you're going to take it as far as a dabbing material or you're going to use it possibly as a recreational high where you want to stay more awake and buzzed. But I think if you want it more as a medicine, you want that chlorophyll in there. Think about it. What's that chlorophyll going to do for you? It's going to bring on more of a heavier sleep. It's going to promote red blood cells and it's going to help clean your liver. And again, we're talking about it as a medicine. So why wouldn't we want that in there? More time for your body to rest, more time for your blood to clean, you know, more ability for your blood to clean. So why wouldn't we want to eliminate that out?
1: You're, you're, you know, I can't argue with any of that. I'll give you, I'll say this though. There's one reason why I've had patients request less to have product with no chlorophyll in it because it hurts their stomach potentially. Um, just just a general kind of like too much. It's almost like concentrating plant matter. So in that respect, oh, it's such a good thing you brought that up because I actually have a really cool old school technique to get chlorophyll out of your final product, even if you have a long wash. And that is get yourself some mason jars while your product is in liquid form. So it's like, you know, green bright green liquid or dark green liquid put that out in the sun in a clear mason jar on a bright sunny day and let the sun hit it for like five to ten hours it'll be it'll be brown and what's going on is the the chlorophyll is breaking down and um and so it's it it can be easier on people's stomach for that that reason and you can still get the dynamic compound of a long wash.
2: Thank you for that, brother.
0: Thank you for that. Because hold I have some me. right here that uh, this is uh, some RSO right here that I I made a while back ago that I left some in the alcohol. You know what I mean? I thought, someday I'll do a shot of that. You know what I mean? And this most certainly had green material or green color to it. And as it's sitting around in the light, it's turned that brown and I've wondered... That's the baby. What in there? You just kind of gave me my explanation.
1: That's it, dude. That's it. It's breaking down. UV breaks that shit down, dude. And that's it makes the best fucking RSO. You know what? I'm gonna eat some RSO right now. I got I'm gonna take a glob of this this uh this stuff that we you know brought from California, allegedly.
2: That stuff uh, always oh, can yeah. fucking make for a nice sleep right there. <laughs> right
0: to the tongue your man, man. Not many people enjoy that. I actually love the flavor of cannabis. It can you know, vary from a little peppery to whatever. But, man, I don't know. I'm sick like that, I guess.
1: Obviously, you are as
0: well i am i'm a
1: sick puppy dude it's just worth it for the you know it's like the first time first few times it was disgusting and then i was like i mean it's not that bad and now it's like ooh, yeah a little bit of rso that'd be delicious yeah I'm, i'm ingesting all my chemicals i got my beer I usually drink about a beer a night. I think I've told you that in the past, which is exactly what this is, the one beer. Had my beer, got my RSO, got my bowl, and I am up way past my bedtime. We are getting fucked up. (laughs) Partying
0: with me. I'm not a drinker, man. I haven't had a drink in such a long time. And I often wonder... Fucking! What this would be like to kick this back? How fucked up I <laughs> would be. So, there's, but this is only, I believe, like two shots of alcohol, and but I know there's a shitload of can,
1: cannabis. It would probably be one day off right there. <laughs> how much uh, RSO hmm. do you think is in that shot? Like, if you were to, oh, to- a lot. Yeah. a lot
0: this was a heavy this was a heavy oil producing batch right here all from plugged in some good flour and yeah
1: i'm i'm sure it's, there's a lot of oil hell yeah dude i <laughs> one time took some uh some whiskey and i put i just gl- just squeezed a syringe right into the thing and shook it up you know real nice and Anytime I'd have company, we'd take a shot of that. Oh, my goodness. That i is thought just, about that should be it on the air, dude. but out of, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about taking
0: this on air, but I, I'm afraid of looking like a fool.
1: Uh, I thought, no. Do it right now, and then we're going to get off in 10 minutes, and you can look like a fool in the mirror. <laughs>
0: Oh no! They want the weed nerd world to go fucking kick on.
1: I'll oh yeah, that's right. The weed nerd world. I forgot. I've I seen,
0: forgot. I've seen the fucking ass. I've seen people do the RSO on the show, and you can see it. You know, I don't care. How many times you've taken it, man? You can take it. You're like, yeah, my brain eye blows you too. Hour and a half into it, it's like... I oh, oh,
2: oh.
1: <laughs> got you, Kick it in. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% dude. It's like when it kicks in, it's like, oh, uh-oh, brain not working anymore. Yeah, which is a great thing. You know, it's like... Some of us, some of us need a nice uh, off switch at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, it's fun
1: to go. That it does. It... Go ahead. I didn't no, I, I, it sounded like I was cutting you off. Sorry about that.
0: Oh, I was gonna say that uh, it did get me like that one time, man. I i took some during uh again related back to the ink during a foot tattoo at the top of my feet i took samara so mm. and uh they could halfway through they're like you already right? hanging in there i'm like yeah why they're like because you're starting to slur <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah i'm fine i'm fine didn't even feel like having full conversation, or what, I, what I'm trying to have conversation anyway. During it, they're like, "Yeah, you're
1: slurred, dude." Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, good RSO, man. Oh man, it's that's this is equivalent of you know drinking a couple of shots. You know, it's like, but you know, it's better than. You know, I have, I have really bad insomnia. Like I, that's part of my self-medication is I'll just, you know, if I don't, if I'm not smoking or don't have access to RSO, dude, I'll just, I'll stay up for one whole night. And then the next night it'll be like till 4am and then I'll sleep till 6am. Like I am a wreck without cannabis. So I really haven't missed a beat since I was. I quit for a year when I was 16, but before that, I mean, from 14 to now, every day, all day, baby. I appreciate
2: that, man. Oh yeah. Well, I do believe our 10 minutes
0: is probably winding up and we still got a few more things to go over yet. So the Zoom link, I think you do, you've figured this out by now. The zoom link that I did send you is always good, brother. I understand you're a busy, man, but anytime that you're up maybe can't sleep, fucking feel the need you hear a noise. You hear a noise and you grab that shotgun and you check the plants <laughs> and you can't get back to sleep and you wanna fucking just come hang out with the weed nerds. And if it's open, man, we'd love to have you, man. You know, we've all there's tons of us in the community to have a whole lot of respect for you and what you've got going and what you've accomplished, man. It's not easy to start over and you've publicly started over and are killing it. So, you know, hell yeah. That's all I got to say that. Hell yeah. Much respect for you, brother, uh, for making the dream come true, man. It gives the rest of us, gives the rest of us hope, man.
1: Thanks bro. That means a lot. You know, it's, that's, um that's everything to me you know the most important thing to me is inspiring other people to pull themselves out of bad situations and um and and uh really get the optimum you see what you're capable of you know put put everything on the line and um and give it a go and cheers to eagle for for really being uh, an inspiration in the community. And, you know, ever since I first saw your show, I was inspired. I, you know, I look back at some of the videos that you and I, that I did with you early on. And it was like, man, it's, it, we, you and I have both come so far that um, it's really, uh, it's really cool. You know, we're, we're like uh really a part of this historical movement in this, in this industry. And, and so is everybody in the chat and everybody that's a part of this, you know, it's really cool. Um, I guess this would be a good opportunity for me to give my final, uh, final sign-offs and let you, uh, let you get to your weed nerds. And, uh, so I am Aaron, the grower. Um, I really appreciate everybody that jumped on tonight and, uh, had some some things to say and some questions and if I didn't get to your question if I missed it, feel free to shoot me a DM um, ATG acres on Instagram or you can shoot me an email. Um, you go straight to my direct email if you go to my website ATGacres.com or go over there and get yourself a t-shirt, plant packers, stickers. like I said 10% off for anybody who's watching this just shoot me a DM and I'll give you that discount code. Um, I want it to be real. I want, I want to know you really want, want it. So shoot me a message and I'll give it out. And uh, yeah, other than that, check out Cheap Home Grow podcast every Sunday. I'm trying to get on there more often. I just did one this last Sunday that I've uh, gotten a lot of message pe- messages, people saying that it was uh, really inspirational for them to see my garden and see what I've done. And um, so, yeah, I look forward to doing another episode with the Eagle sometime soon. And uh, we'll do an update and maybe take you in the garden and maybe I'll do a garden episode. I just need better internet in there. It doesn't work very well. So I'm working on getting a booster and getting all that done.
2: Right.
0: uh, And, you know, I will take that as a general sign up. But, you know, there's one thing I need, buddy, is that fucking uh, that soundbite, the soundbite for me, you know, my version Hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 628, even though I fucked that up in the beginning and said 627, it is really 628. Uh, I am ready, Mr. ATG, anytime you
1: are. What's up? This is ATG. You are watching episode one, what was it? 628? Oh shit, 628. I'm so fucked up. Anyway, you're watching episode 628. This is fucking talking shit with Eagle and we're having a great fucking time.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Perfect one, man. Thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, my friend. And I hope everybody does check you out Sundays 7 o'clock. Look for you. If anything else, just tune in for some great information. And if you can catch this gentleman on some leisure time, giving you some great info, what a pleasant bonus as well. So with that being said, thank you very much for coming and hanging out, man. And I sincerely do have a lot of respect for you, brother, watching your dream unfold there, you know, I, I wish everybody the best. And when I see it actually come into fruition, like I'm watching it unfold for you there, it really warms my heart. Though. Well, so likewise. I, I wish you continued pro, uh, prosperity until the next time we talk and behind. But let's talk again soon, my friend.
1: Hell yeah. Thanks, Eagle. And thanks for having me. And thanks, Chat, And I uh, look forward to it.
0: With that being said, you guys, empty your batters, fill your trays and i will see you guys in the weed nerd world here in a few minutes if not then hopefully you guys know the deal random acts kindness do save lives do not forget to do